Welcome into the Fumbling Punter Podcast. I'm your host, Devin Keeney. So we are back on the grind. I was a little bit more removed from the Fumbling Punter than I had planned on being. But I'm back and we are full speed ahead. Uh, Look forward to some more blogs, some more posts than you're used to. I've really kind of gotten away from that and shame on me. So I think that those are fun. Uh, Lucas Jones, (coughs) excuse me. Lucas Jones has put up a couple of really good posts and have gotten some really good response from that. Uh, I got to tease it because that's what I do. Lucas and I will be doing the MLB uh, preview here in the next week or so, so get ready to block out about six to seven hours of your free time during that week span to get you all ready for the baseball season. Hopefully that will be something that's a little bit fun, a little bit unique. You know, We're going to try to bring our usual humor into it. But, uh, you know, I, I think I think it will be better than reading the uh, Beckett baseball preview that you pick up to see how the teams are going to do. Or, you know, just reading the pretty blah standings or prediction standings on Twitter or if you still read print newspapers. Uh, also a more entertaining option. So hopefully you guys will check that out. Lucas and I have put a lot of work into that and hopefully you guys will really get to enjoy it. So I had a lot of fun out in L.A. watching hockey, and I will touch on that more in Friday's podcast and probably even do a post about it. But today I'm going to talk to you guys about some bracket advice. Now, I'm not Joe Lenardi, and I'm not Dickie V. I don't wear a suit I <laughs> to talk bracketology, and I don't yell diaper dandy at the, at, the <laughs> at the microphone and camera every time I get a chance. So I will be wrong, and please don't curse me for that. But uh, I do have some uh, fun little March Madness do's and don't tips. So in my do's, I put play for money. Pride is useless. Uh, Money is what makes the NCAA a billion dollars off this tournament every year. Now, I'm not advocating illegal gambling, per se. I am, however, saying, you know, play with some friends, you know, at work, or friends from high school, which, you know, if you keep in touch with them that's a lot of fun it can be and so i highly encourage that that's uh you know you see the hundreds of millions of even billions of dollars that are spent in office bracket pools every i think that's kind of a fun thing to do around the office on my don't i put fill out 72 brackets and then brag to co-workers with the preface my eighth bracket in this group my eighth upset bracket in this group went 14 to 16 in the first round you will still finish in last place with that bracket because all of the teams that you have going to the final four aren't going to make it in that one bracket. And I have probably been guilty of that. I'm sure some of you guys will let me hear it, but I did one bracket this year, one bracket. So if I go four of 16 on the first day, that's what I'm rolling with all the way. Hopefully those are my four final four teams. Uh, Do... Join my ESPN tournament bracket. Uh, our name is Fumbling Punter, the Fumbling Punter, rather. Password is just punt. And the winner will take home a free Fumbling Punter t-shirt. So that's playing for something more than pride and that doesn't cost you anything. And, uh, you know, hopefully just kind of spread that out. You know, we're trying to do some grassroots stuff in the months upcoming to grow the Fumbling Punter. And that's one of the things that we're doing. And hopefully you guys are able to share that. A couple of of you all have already retweeted it. So I know it's kind of short notice, but if you're able to get in, fill out a bracket, it should be a lot of fun. 
We'll get to talk about who did what on the podcast and on Twitter. My last don't is try to have an in-depth bracket talk with casual sports fans. The, the person at work who fills out their tournament bracket based on mascots or colors don't want to hear what kind of non-conference schedule that Wichita State played this year or that Purdue won the Big Ten or that Duke had an incredible run to win the ACC tournament. They just don't, or that Virginia had a good defense. They just don't care about that stuff. So keep it to Final Four picks, national champions, and your local school or your alma mater. No one, no one gives a damn how well you know Vermont this year. And once again, been guilty of this in the past too. But we're, I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to reform from some of that. So hopefully, leading you guys to the promised land with me on that. So now I'm going to give you all a little scoop on each region. This should be a little fun, quick. Uh, breakdown of each region and a couple of teams that I'm going to highlight in every region and we are going to start with the east the one seed Villanova or the defending national championship or defending national champions rather Uh, they have a great coach in Jay Wright you know they've got a lot of guys from that team last year I've got them in the national championship game this year but they do have some tough tests along the way and I think that first test is going to be against Wisconsin uh Never count out those Wisconsin guys. They made a run in the Big Ten tournament. Uh, Nigel Hayes and company could give team some fits. Uh, That'll be a a tough game for Villanova in the second round. They played bad for about a month and a half stretch, but I heard today that they they had the flu going around the team during that stretch. So, you know, don't write them off immediately. I definitely like them in that opening game. I forget who they're playing, but... You know, Wisconsin will give Nova a tough matchup in the second round. Another team I like out of the East region is Florida. They killed Kentucky in Lexington. And they're a solid team, but they are prone to upsets. They had kind of some letdown games in the SEC regular season. Uh, I've got them going to the Sweet 16. That's no guarantee. They could go further. They're a good team, good, well-coached. But they do match up with Virginia in the second round. Virginia's a five seed this year. And the ACC is a tough league. Virginia's a tough team. They play really good defense. And I wouldn't be shocked if they're the team that represents the East in the Final Four. Uh, just because you're going to hear me talk about a lot of teams in that I'm going to highlight that just don't play defense. Virginia does. And they beat North Carolina here a couple of weeks ago like 45-42. And so their ability to play defense and being well coached is going to mean something for them in this tournament. And the last team from the East that I highlighted is the six seed SMU. Uh, they have great guards. These are a lot of Larry Brown's guys. If most of you guys know, he went to SMU, recruited some really good players, and then ended up retiring. Uh, I have them losing to Duke, but they could shock some people. And then uh, getting into Duke... Duke had to get hot in that tournament or in the ACC tournament to win it, but I like them. I mean, I told you guys here a week or two ago that I really like this Duke team. I like Kennard. I like Grayson Allen. I like Jason Tatum. think he's going to be a star at the next level. And, I mean, my one real problem with them, opposite of Virginia, is they don't play defense. 
and that could matter in the long run, but when you've got those three really good guys, anything can happen, and they have a lot of talent on that team. So the East is a pretty tough region. Uh, You could see, like I said, three or four teams come out of this region. Uh, Really like Duke, but I ended up picking Villanova to come out over Duke in the Elite Eight. So moving on to the West, uh, the West is full of coaches that haven't been to the Final Four, highlighted by the one and two seeds, uh, Few and Miller, and uh, team you are you'll hear too much about Northwestern because half the people that work at ESPN went to Northwestern, even though it's their first tournament appearance. I've got them losing to Vandy in the first round, so you're never going to hear that from half of the people that work at ESPN. But I, I think that Vandy has played well here in the last couple of weeks, and I, I'm picking Vandy over Northwestern. But uh, let's start with the Zags. They, uh, I think they're a mortal lock to make the Sweet 16. Uh, West Virginia and Arizona will be their toughest test in the West. Uh, they, I love the big guy. I love the Zags team. This is A lot of people are saying this is the best Gonzaga team that... Mark Few has had. Uh, Jonathan, William, Jonathan Williams the third was a former MU player and transfer who's having a big year for Gonzaga. I've got them making it to the lead eight. I, I will be rooting for them as long as they're in it. I love Gonzaga. I love their coach. I love kind of just the program they've built up there over the last 15 or so years. And they just haven't been able to get over the hump. Hopefully they're able to do that this year. But that Arizona team, Sean Miller has a talented group down there in Arizona, and I picked them to go to the Final Four. I think that their tough game before that Elite Eight matchup with Gonzaga will be St. Mary's in the second round. St. Mary's is in the same conference as Gonzaga, and they've got all those Aussies on the team. Uh, Matthew Delavadova's alma mater, if I'm not mistaken. So St. Mary's will be a tough team. For Arizona early on, if they're able to make it out of the first round. And then uh, West Virginia, they're the four seed. A couple of months ago, I was ready to put West Virginia in the final four, but they're more inconsistent than Bob Huggins' heart. And unfortunately, this team doesn't have a pacer to help them out. But I love the Huggy Bear. I love Bob Huggins. That was that was just a joke. you know. Hopefully no West Virginia fans come and try to burn my house down or anything crazy. Uh, just kidding. I love your coach. Love your team. They just... They're they're all in on the three ball. They uh they they hit big or they miss big, and but I I love the Huggy Bear. I hope that they're able to make a deep run. I like what I've always liked West Virginia's team, you know, here for the last ten fifteen years back when they were still in the old Big East. But I think that that's a team you definitely need to watch out for is West Virginia out of that West region. On to the Midwest region. Of course, Kansas doesn't have to travel. Okay, I'm getting ready to dog on Kansas. So one of our real loyal listeners, uh, Richie, is probably listening to this. So Richie, I would uh, go ahead and put some earplugs in, maybe fast forward like 30 seconds, because I'm about to just dump on Kansas. So they don't have to travel, and they don't have to play anyone until the Elite Eight, and where I have them losing. They're a solid team like every year, but they'll get some good old home cooking calls to help them out as usual. You know, there were probably a handful of games they should have lost at Fog Allen this year that maybe there was a call in the last couple of minutes or they were able to just get hot at the right time. I think this team's real prone, but 
I just don't see any other team in that part of the bracket in the Midwest that's going to give them any sort of trouble. If you look at the other side of that bracket, Louisville is my pick to come out of the Midwest because of their head coach, Rick Pitino. And, you know, they played through that rugged ACC schedule. So then we have Creighton. Uh, Creighton could make a run, although the injury bug has kind of slowed their season. Uh, Oregon is kind of like Florida State to me. I just don't take them seriously. I don't know why. I don't know if it's just because, in my mind, they're football schools that don't really play basketball. They just sometimes get good and get good seeds in the tournament. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that Oregon-Creighton game could be a lot of fun, and even Oregon-Louisville. But I, I just don't have a lot of faith in Oregon this year. I think I have them losing to Creighton in the second round and Creighton going on to the Sweet 16. So, Louisville coming out. I think Kansas is going to cruise to the Elite Eight. So, you're welcome, Richie. Go ahead and go ahead and record that so you can make me listen to it forever. On to the Southland region. Uh, one seed, North Carolina. Okay, so I told you guys, I don't like that North Carolina just doesn't play a lick of defense. I think they got some real talent, but they don't play any defense. If North Carolina plays Arkansas in the second round, watch out. Upset alert. Mike Anderson and Stefan Hanna, or I believe that's how you say his last name, they match up well with North Carolina. I don't like Carolina this year. I've, so, <laughs> after I went on this big long rant, you might as well just go parlay everything I say by having them win the South. But I think that North Carolina and Arkansas is not a good matchup for Carolina. I think that the 40 minutes from hell is uh, could be tough on them. So, look out for that. That could be a fun game on opening weekend. Then, 12-seeded Middle Tennessee State is actually favored over Minnesota, and I love that. Uh, Getting our gambling picks back to you guys today with Eazy-E, and uh, this is one that he likes as well. So, it's always fun to see a 12 favored over a 5. Then, they have a good 7-10 game out of the South in Dayton and Wichita State. Should be a great game. Wichita got absolutely no love in the seeding. Uh, I actually have them beating Kentucky in the second round. I think Kentucky is just too inconsistent. Uh, they, you know, obviously have a world more talent than Wichita State, but Wichita State's very well coached. Not to say that Kentucky isn't. They just they're inconsistent. Wichita State's played really consistent ball, beat the hell out of everyone they've played for a while now. So I like Wichita State to go to the Sweet 16. Now, that's when they'd match up with UCLA. UCLA is who I have winning the whole NCAA tournament. I hate this pick because they don't play defense and they live and die by the three. And I feel like that's a great recipe to get upset. But I just believe in this team, believe in Steve Alford for reasons I don't understand. You know, obviously, Ball's really good. They've got uh, the big guy, can't think of his name, uh, Bryce Alford. Love that kid. Man, he can shoot lights out. But if they're not hitting, they can get beat any night. And they don't play a lot of defense, so if you're missing shots and not playing defense, it comes to bite you in the butt. But this is a real weird year in the fact that there are no great teams. If you'll think back here two or three years ago with the really good uh, Kentucky teams, really good Duke teams, and the really good Wisconsin teams, feel like you kind of just put those teams in the final four and then just filled out the rest of your bracket. And it's not that way this year. There, I don't feel like there are any great teams. When you look at those 
one seeds in Carolina, Kansas, uh, Villanova, and Gonzaga. I don't feel like any of those teams are just world beaters that's going to just run through to the Final Four. So this could be a real fun and exciting year for the Cinderella teams. And for all you uh, gamblers, our degenerate gambler, Easy e finally got off his lazy ass and is uh, trying to make this a profitable tournament for everyone. I'm just giving E a hard time. Our, uh, the way they set the lines in college basketball, they do it the morning of, so it's kind of real hard for us on certain weekends to get picks out. So, you know, during college football season, NFL, whenever we're able to get those picks or those lines earlier, we'll be doing a lot more consistent gambling picks but uh he sent me some opening day gambling picks of middle tennessee state minus one and a half northwestern plus two and a half this is the one i'm going to save you guys on don't bet northwestern plus two and a half vandy's going to win that game by four then he has st mary's minus four and a half oregon minus 15 and wichita state minus six so I think four of those five are really good picks. Uh, you know, like I said, I don't like Northwestern, but I always don't like one of his picks. And so look for more great picks on FumblingPunter.com in the coming days. I'm probably going to put some of those up in blog form, especially look for those tomorrow night. But thanks, everyone, for listening. Like I said, sorry I've been away and was only able to put out one podcast in the last week. But... You know, I I enjoy doing this, and I hope that you all enjoy listening. I've heard really good things. So don't forget to uh, give us a retweet, give us a share uh, on whatever social media platform, and give us a review on iTunes. Those mean a lot uh, as far as getting us to something called new and noteworthy, which could attract a much larger audience. But you guys are the reason that I'm doing this, the reason that we grow. I really enjoy it. I really love talking to everyone that uh, shoots me a text or will get on Twitter and talk about something that we brought up during the podcast. It's been a lot of fun. Hopefully you guys enjoy it. And got a couple of big weeks with the baseball preview coming up. Hopefully going to get a guest or two lined up for uh, Lucas and I. But this has been the Fumbling Punter Podcast. I'm your host, Devin Keeney. Watch a lot of basketball over the next four days, everyone. Enjoy.